0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about RotoBaller.com. Win big in 2022 with RotoBaller.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use RotoBaller's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value plays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bubba and the Batflip, episode 135. Coming back to recap the week 23 at NFBC Fab, as we love to do for all you lovely listeners out there. As the season's winding down, we got about a month to go here. It's going to be a lot of fun. We were talking a bunch off air about some things that might take place. We'll probably talk about it throughout this show and the next few episodes. But uh, beforehand, I'm on Twitter at BDEntrick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at Crazy. Toby, how are we doing, man?
2: We're doing great, Bubba. It's been a good week so far. You know, just... We got four more weeks, like pretty much, um, to go. So time's running out in some instances, it feels really good. In some instances, it feels really bad. Um, you know, you, you it's going to be the end of the season and you, some of your teams you wish you had a week longer and other teams you are just going to be glad it's over. So, um, yeah. I'm enjoying it right now and trying to trying to do what we can, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely have I definitely have some of those leagues right now. It's like some of them are just like, nope, what's done is done. But then there's other ones I'm like, let's keep uh, let's keep seeing where this 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 battle goes and see what happens. I'm kind of torn on some of those, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be over before we know it, which is crazy. But football starts up this week, so like I can't wait to tell you about some of the fab results in some of my 12 team leagues because literally, like you know the, the league I keep telling like is asleep at the wheel. Oh, this one was very asleep at the wheel this week. I can't oh, wait man. to tell you a player I got for one dollar. Just gonna throw that one out there, um. So it, it just made me laugh. I'm like, because I had like barely any money in that league, and I'm like, oh my goodness. So that's why I always show people put bids in. You never know. You never know what's gonna happen. But we'll talk about that soon enough as football is ramping up and it's gonna take over the world and Twitter and all kinds of other fun stuff pretty soon. But uh, let's let's get into the fab. Let's get into the fun part of fab where it gets even more important. There's a couple nine game weeks coming up next week if you want to look into that. There's a couple eight game weeks this week um it's it's a lot of strategy taking place now dropping guys that are just questionable and and making it rock and roll and then like usual this year has been full of prospect call-ups toby lots and lots of prospect call-ups so let's start with the big one we've been waiting for it for a long time that's corbin carroll of the arizona diamondbacks power speed guy you know put up um in the minor leagues in uh, double a 16 homers 20 steals hit 313 and triple a 7 homers 11 steals hit 287 very, very talented ball player, kind of a slow start, but we've seen the speed in full force when he's on the bases out there. Like he's a talent, man. there's no doubt in it. And he should get plenty of run down the stretch here. He got picked up in 186 leagues, all 12 team leagues, as high as 601, as low as a dollar. So someone had all their money to spend. What's your thoughts on Corbin Carroll?
2: Yeah, um, he was kind of, he was towards the top of my list in quite a few places. I did not get him anywhere. Um, I lost out 39 to 39 on a bid for him in, in my super, um, which I'm actually, I'm actually kind of happy about, you know, not like, because I didn't get him. I'm happy about it. Let's, let's be very clear. First of all, but, um, second of all, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of like being able to get a lot of guys at this point in time and just kind of mix and match. But Carol, like he's a difference maker. Um, like you mentioned, I think the reason why I liked him kind of straight up more than Gunnar Henderson was the, um, was the speed, you know, the speed is definitely a difference maker. And then the low K rate, I know that he was projected for like, you know, a slightly higher K rate than, um, uh, Henderson. And maybe I, maybe I'm just, I'm just foolish. And, um, you know, now that I'm looking at their, at their metrics really closely, but, um, yeah, I mean, Carroll, like there's a couple of things going on. Number one, he's really fast. So the speed is something. The power, you know, although he, his max EV is still that 104.8. That 440 foot bomb he hit that didn't end up being a home run. That's his yeah. one barrel that he's the got. The only so ballpark,
1: far. the only ballpark it wouldn't
2: have gone out in. Thank you home yeah. stadium. Yeah, totally. Um so, yeah, and and there was a, you know, I wasn't super aggressive part of that was also because, you know, the D backs had been on record as saying that they wanted to preserve his rookie eligibility. And so I'm not sure how much of a factor that's going to be, but, um, is enough of a factor so that I kind of ramped down my bids a little bit. Um, so I wasn't overly aggressive, but I do like the speed, the power potential hitting in the middle of the lineup, you know, is also really nice there. And again, like you know, I'm a broken record, but this last four weeks of the season, like the best hitter in baseball can be bad over four weeks. The worst hitter in baseball can be good over the four weeks. You obviously have a better chance if you've got the really good hitter, but you're just hoping to catch lightning in a bottle with these guys. And and so, um, Carol, we'll see what ends up happening, you know, with him, but uh, I can definitely see why there was so much intrigue around him. Yeah, no doubt about it. The power of the speed. It's gonna be interesting how how they play it
1: out. Like they say he's gonna play most of the time. We got Jake McCarthy who's crushing it. 11 steals since the all-star break. He's been a great fab acquisition for those that took that uh, that price. Um Alec Thomas has been good, and great. he has been some up and downs there, but then you got Varsho on in the outfield who went deep right before we recorded. Yeah, oh. he
2: did, Bubba.
1: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful and, and, thing. And
2: McCar- McCarthy's on first base right now with a base open. So that I means another
1: stolen base might be coming up. Yep. I mean, Watch I don't
2: want to. I don't want jinx it. These D backs,
1: these D backs, man, just because they're on a bad team doesn't mean they can't be. They can't be fantasy relevant down the stretch here. So, Carol. Very solid ball player, regular playing time. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he puts up a uh, you know three or four home runs and gets you five six steals down the stretch here. He's like he's that talented. Once he gets comfortable and we start getting worse pitching coming up here down the stretch, like he might find a groove here to to have some fun. So I like the acquisition quite a bit. And uh, to me, the next guy we're going to talk about is Gunnar Henderson. Of course, picked up in one hundred and eighty six leagues. Uh, he was picked. This was funny to me because in a lot of my leagues he went for more and he went for as high as eight eleven in one league, which tells you once again people had money left over because they were at sleep at the wheel. But to me, it came down to do you take the infielder or the outfielder? What does your team need? Because Henderson's a beast, too. He's hitting 290 with a home run already this year. Uh, in the minors, he had a total of 19 homers, 22 steals. And one of the beautiful things is um, the Orioles are playing them all over the infield, second, third, and short. So it might be too late to get a lot of eligibility, but it's one of those things that's going to help out in a big way if you can sneak in a couple extra spots down the stretch here with a very talented bat.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, and the reason why I was saying like, oh man, I'm I'm so wrong on the difference between Henderson and um, and um, and Carroll was that Henderson actually has the lower projected strikeout rate, and he has a higher contact rate so far by seven percent. So I look like a like a like a fool for saying that. Um, Henderson, you know, the profile looks good. A really nice O swing, twenty seven percent contact rate is higher. Quality of contact isn't quite there. He does have a one max EV, only one barrel and 21 batted ball events. Um, you know, on fan graphs, a 19% hard hit rate. I know it's uh, at 42.9% on, um, on fan graphs. Both him and Carroll have pretty high ground ball rate so far. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. You know, a lot of times when guys come up from the minors, they can struggle with elevating the ball because, you know, pitchers are just better. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I can definitely again see why people were interested in him. I think for him and Carol, they were so close. it was just a matter of whether like outfield or middle infield made the most sense for you. I had Henderson on the top of some lines, Carol on the top of some lines where it was either or I had Carol above, but can definitely see Henderson and he seems to be giving get, be getting like the full run, right? I don't know if hes sat since he since he came up. And so for me, um you know, that's intriguing and they're in the playoff chase, so they're not gonna kind of mess around with him too much. So, can definitely see the interest in Henderson as well and and I was I wasn't super aggressive on him but I was I was decently aggressive. Okay, yeah. check this out. Jake yeah. McCarthy stole oh,
1: on call. Like that, you couldn't have planned that one any better right there. Oh, as God. we were talking, we we set it up on a tee for everybody and then boom, he goes and gets it done. What a beautiful beautiful thing. Jake McCarthy, you you, you legendary. God. And meanwhile, love that, man.
2: meanwhile, Kyle Wright spotted nine runs against the A's, and he's being yanked with the bases loaded and nobody out in the fifth inning. Jeez. So no win, and probably more runs going on the docket. Fun times. Unreal fun, dude. Fun
1: times. Oh, well, it'll we'll see how that one ends up for Kyle Wright, but I'm not thinking it's going to be as great as fantasy managers would like, especially without the dub coming their way. I want to. I want to cry. Well, we'll save it till later. We'll, we'll get there. Long show to go. Um, next up is Jimmy Hergut, which is an interesting name because it took me some digging into over the last week to be like, oh, this guy's actually relevant. Picked up in the 92 leagues as high as $57. He is the current closer for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Picked up three saves last week. Since he came back from the I.L. on August 2nd, he has four saves, one hold, 19 Ks over 18 and a third with a .49 ERA. Got some pretty good stuff. Still seven walks, so there's a little bit of this and that going on, but... Overall, in a weird bullpen that is the Angels, he seems like their best option. He's been pretty good when they have it to win. So what's your thoughts on Jimmy?
2: Yeah, I was super aggressive on him. I mean, aggressive, relatively speaking. I got him in every single league, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Herget's interesting. He's He's been, um, you know, he... Uh, two weeks ago, I actually had him, I think, fourth or fifth on my line for closers. Um, and I didn't get him anywhere, and I was so pissed when he got those three saves, especially being an Iglesias, a guy who had Iglesias, you know, um, that didn't work out, but yeah, for Hergit, I mean, the stuff's all right, you know, um, nothing too out of the ordinary, 18.7 percent K minus walk, you know, 10.6 swinging strike, 33.3 on the O swing. He's not dominating people in the zone by any stretch of the imagination, but throughout his career, he's kept the home runs low, which is good. And he's kept that walk rate at least recently, um, low in the past two seasons, which is only granted, uh, 72 innings pitched, but you know, 5.1% and 6.1%. So, um, he's not walking guys, the BABIP's a little low. So you worry about some, some regression happening there. Um, although the ground ball rate is kind of low. So maybe that BABIP can stay a little bit low. Let, let me take a look at what he's been doing recently. We'll just take a look at the last 15. Um, he's He seems to be having one of those seasons, knock on wood, and I probably shouldn't say this, but one of these seasons where you just manage to like every jam he gets in, he just kind of manages to get out of it a little bit. So I'm probably ruining that. But yeah, O swing up at 35% over his last 15. K rate at 253 Swinging strike at eleven point six, so he's he's gotten slightly better recently. Although the walk rate has also increased, so um, yeah, I mean he's he's interesting. He seemed like the one guy that was like definitely the closer. And the the Angels have a great. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the rest of the schedule, but this week, I mean, they've got three against Detroit and three against the um, the Royals. So you got to assume that they're going to win at least two of those games, and hopefully, it's going to be close. So. Yeah, I'm with you on
1: that. And you made it the great point there that out of all the spec guys that we do every single week, he at least this week felt like the guy that has the job, which you haven't seen with. Like even like we'll get to the Monteros, and the Nick Martinez and those guys, there's still like a shadow kind of overlooking them that gets that could swoop in at any moment where at least Jimmy's got like the role. For now, so like he has to lose it type thing, which could be different in other situations. So I'm with you there. I put some bids in, didn't get them. I wasn't super aggressive on the save market, but uh, if you needed it, I understood it. Like you said, six great games this week, and that's that is the name of the game going forward here. Is finding matchups, finding the better scenarios, and take your chances because you have to hit yourself up for the best level of success. And it's a it's a chess game right now. We're, we're 3D chess right now. So uh, have have fun with this one, Keston sure. Hira. Picked up in 92 leagues. I saw $69. The Brewers have eight games this week, including three to kick off the week in Coors Field. And since he got recalled in early August, he's hitting 54 with six home runs, a stolen base. And I'm going to say this tongue-in-cheek, only striking out 36% of the time. That's good for Keston Hira's standards. I mean,
2: damn. Yeah.
1: So he's hitting power. He's hitting for average for Keston Hira. And he's playing kind of regularly. So uh, I, I get it. I get it this week. And I've been anti for quite some time, Toby.
2: What's that? Sorry, you broke up a little I bit. I've been an-
1: sorry, I've been anti-Keston here for quite a time. So I understand the move now though. It made total sense.
2: Yeah, you know, he was really interesting because he was available not in any of my mains or my my bigger leagues, but in like in TGFBI and some other places. And I I was making the argument. That I'd actually rather have him than Carol or Gunderson, and my my reason for that was that you know if you were to like compare them, it's like I think Hira e pretty easily wins the home run total, right? Like let's say down the stretch, you know, even when you look at projections, Hira's at four, Carol and Gunderson are at like two or three. You know, even the steals, I mean, with five steals, like Carroll hasn't attempted a steal yet. Um, And he's had like, I think like five or six opportunities at this point. Uh, Henderson does, does, does have one. Um, But I, but then, so maybe steals and maybe power. And then you're looking at batting average. And it's like that could go either way over four weeks. Right. Um, And so, and he was getting run. He played in six straight for the brewers. He sat on Monday, but he's back in the lineup today. Um, against a righty, and so I think he's kind of earned that playing time. And like you mentioned, I mean, if you look over his last um, forty games, I mean, it's pretty ludicrous. His strikeout rate is at forty-one point four percent, but it's weird uh, on because brand. it's weird because his contact rates are way up, and so he was yeah. actually like averaging close to fifty percent for a while there. But like, yeah, it's just. It's just fascinating. So, like, definitely something seems to have changed um, for him. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I'd love to like. So, when did he? When did he come up? When did he come back up? Oh, it was. Oh, it's actually only been twenty six games, huh? It's only been twenty six games since he. Yeah, it's not been since that he long. came up. I think. Let's see. Yep, yeah, we came up like early right. August. Since he came up, yeah, yeah man so he's got six six bombs one steal. like you mentioned the 36.1 k rate yeah 132 wrc plus i mean he's also got like what's his oh his Babbitt's only 314 over that period of time yeah so i was i was pretty aggressive with him i had him like right under carol and henderson i got him for like seven
0: the best way to learn a language immersion living where the language is spoken and using it every day But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language That's sixty percent off at Babbel.com slash blue wire spelled b a b b e l dot com slash blue wire. Rules and restrictions apply. You're back. Bucks. There you oh. go. You're back. You're back.
1: You're back. You're back. You're back. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back.
2: So, anyways, this is all to say I really like him, and he has such. I mean, the Brewers. We'll talk about it when we get to my fab, but I picked up every Brewer I could. um, this weekend because of the the you got three at Coors yep. and you got the two against the Giants and I think it's Junis and
1: it's and, the Giants pitching is atrocious right now.
2: It's yeah, bad. and then you've got uh, some other bad team, right? Yeah, they got a great yeah. schedule, phenomenal schedule. Yeah, they got an. I want to say schedule. it's.
1: Almost, I think it's the
2: Reds. I want to say, but I could be wrong. I'll check it out while you're while you're talking. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's the Reds. Oh my god. Thought. Yeah, like if you looked at like uh, Razzball's like week, like Mo- Monday through Thursday, the half of the Brewers were fifty dollar plus players over the first half of the week. It's I mean, crazy. it's just oh, just just unbelievable. So that's all to say, I really liked Hira. I picked him up in a few places where he was available. He was pretty aggressive.
1: <laughs> he likes Hira. He really likes the Brewers. Um, next up on the docket, though, Carlos Carrasco. This one surprised me just the fact he is available in so many leagues. Picked up in 70 leagues as high as $51. A lot of that happened because, you know, the injury thought it was worse, wasn't going to come back, so on and so forth. You had to make your moves. Comes back and in his return through two and two-thirds, gave up five runs, only one earned, but only struck out two against the Washington Nationals, a team you would look to take advantage of. So what do you think with this Carrasco pick? I see the appeal, but it still kind of hasn't really come to fruition yet this year.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, there's like the the Carrasco ideal, the ideal of Carrasco, and then there's actual Carlos Carrasco. The ERA has managed to to stay relatively good despite the WHIP being, you know, pretty atrocious. I mean, one three three, I think, over the course of the full season. Um, yeah, you know, just looking at at him, I mean, even recently though he's been good. 16% swing strike rate over his last five, 6.6 walk, 23.6% strikeout. I mean, I think one of the things is that 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 elite strikeout rate has really not come back since he since he was injured and out and so and he's always given up pretty hard contact and so I think that that's just not a great um combination and so obviously he's better than a lot of everybody else that's out there on the waiver wire, but I don't think he's by any stretch of the imagination a a, a perfect player. so um you know again maybe some lack of luck with that 336 Babbitt, but he's been there before um in previous seasons so yeah
1: yeah, I'm with you I, I see the appeal I get the upside. Just it was tough for me to go too crazy on the bidding when there's other things going on this week with the waiver wire. But if he could get going, if if anybody could put up a potential big week, it's him. We've seen it done before, but it uh, it seems like there's other guys I'd rather take a a chance on. Especially next week's Fab. There's some young guns that are coming up that should be fun as well. Kyle Bradish is the next one on the list for the Baltimore Orioles, picked up in sixty leagues, as high as eighteen dollars. Uh, he's pitching very well, but tonight, three innings, six hits, three runs, two walks, three Ks—not what people had in mind. Coming off back-to-back 15 innings, no runs, 11 Ks in his last two starts, been very, very strong. But a rough one for Bradish this time around. I put in some small bids on Bradish. I wasn't super aggressive on Bradish, but I know there's a lot of smart people that really liked Kyle Bradish, Toby. So, what are your thoughts on Kyle Bradish off the waiver wire this week?
2: Yeah, um, I'm just commiserating chad pinder hitting a grand slam oh, um so eight kyle eight Wright. eight earned runs for kyle Wright. oh man yeah oh man yeah that one's that one's gonna hurt uh right there i mean Ouch. i don't have many in any huge leagues i don't think but that's freaking painful I'm, well i mean i do have them in one huge huge league but um, I don't have, he's not like scattered throughout. I don't think, I don't know. Maybe I'm scared. Um, yeah, I mean, Bradish has, uh, there was a little bit of an article about him, about how he changed his, um, he changed his, uh, his arm angle or something like that. And his Velo was up a little bit and that had coincided with some success. But even when I look at, um, even when I look at him, honestly, like, I'm not really super, even though over the last five, I'm not super intrigued at all. It's yeah, um, kind of my thoughts though. Like everyone was all, like,
1: some really smart people were all in. And I was kind of like, what are we seeing here? Didn't we do this with some other Orioles pitchers already this year?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening though here. He's for some reason the velocity is not showing up on the rolling average graph. So I can't see how much better or worse he's, um, Oh, I guess he throws a cutter is his main, Pitch. Yeah, the velo's up. It says it's a cutter. It says it's a 95 mile per hour cutter, which would be certainly interesting. So oh, uh, up over its last little bit, but still the Z contacts, not great. O swings, gr- not great. Swing strike rates, not great. You know, K rate is not great. Like everything's below average. So yeah, I mean, he got blown up today. This doesn't even count today. So maybe a glimmer of hope there for a little bit, but um, not anymore. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, I saw the appeal a bit, but I was kind of also like, is this just a hot run?
1: Did he get some good matchups? And things just—I I don't know. I was kind of torn. They placed what uh, wasn't it Toronto today? They're facing. That seems like a, a, a bold yeah. one to go take that claim on because you're talking about. Totally. You, you mentioned it in the intro. You're talking about you know some of the better hitters might have down months to get you. Well, Bobesch reminding people how good he is right now, just crushing everything. So um, it, it goes both ways, and that's why I was kind of like, as kind of frustrating as the jays offense has been this year they're still very potent and i was not going to get in line with that that was just my my two cents on that one yeah Ho- jose suarez this is a guy i picked up a while ago i've been rolling this dude for quite some time he was picked up in 59 leagues as high as 17 as low as one if we want to get real picky here since the all-star break july 26th jose suarez has been pretty pretty good. He's made seven starts, giving up a total of eight runs in forty-one innings, striking out thirty-nine, picked up five Ws, which is pretty impressive if you really want to start talking about it. Coming oh, off yeah. a, coming off an absolute gem against Detroit, which you'd expect his last time out, but he's basically five or more Ks in his last six starts, putting in the work, limiting the damage. I love what I'm from Jose Suarez, so this this is a big one. I honestly I thought people should have been more aggressive on Suarez than some other options this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean. Uh... I picked him up like maybe 10 weeks ago or something like that just just for once, but I dropped him. So kudos to you for sticking with him. I mean, like his last five games, 38% O swing. That's fantastic. 26.1% K rate walk rate is at 5%, which is so big for him because, you know, he's at at around 9% for his, for over the last three year, two years, 12.5% swinging strike rate. I mean, that's really, really good. Um super impressive. Let's see. Let me just see like if he's got like a a velocity bump, like maybe a little bit recently, but nothing too crazy. Um, let's see. He's got it's a change up that's his best pitch, right? Mm, 23% change. Let's see. Curve. He's trying to see. He started stopped throwing his curve. Um, does he have a slider? Oh, he started throwing a slider a bunch. He hadn't know. really th- he hadn't really thrown it a lot heading into this year. So let's see how it plays. Um. Yeah. So he's got he's got the four seam at ten point one percent swing strike, which ain't too shabby. The changeup's at nineteen point five percent, but with a forty two to um O swing. And I think one of the things is his four seam gets a twenty five point one percent O swing, which is below league average, but for a fastball. It's That's really, really good, yeah, his yeah. slider's at twenty nine point seven but and thirteen percent swinging strike. so it's not great, but his curveball and sinker are are such abysmal swinging strike rates 6.3 6, 6. that any pitch that he can take that kind of like um yeah to to replace that is, is phenomenal, and so now essentially he's he's going with mostly three pitches. And those pitches, the lowest swinging strike rate any of those pitches has is 10.1%. You know, and so that's a very different story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, kudos uh, to people who picked him up a while ago. Um, he definitely looks really good. Um, yeah, it looks like he definitely made some, some key changes. And that'll be intriguing. He's definitely a guy like, you know, I, I don't know if he's available, probably not And. Uh, Probably not in 15 teamers, but looking to next year, he might be a guy who doesn't have a really nice, like maybe full season profile or, or has had enough questions in the past around his profile that, um, you know, that he falls under the radar a little bit, but definitely intriguing.
1: hundred percent with you on that one. Cause he kind of, he had flashes of it late last year too, which kind of at least in like draft holds and stuff, people kind of paid a little attention late, but in in redrafts, no one was super aggressive on, and it's starting to show its face again. So he's kind of doing what uh, Patrick Sandoval did at the end of last year. Now he's doing it this year. Now we'll Mm. see if he has a better encore than Patrick Sandoval has had this year. We'll see how that one plays out uh, next draft season. All right, next up, Nick Martinez picked up 52 leagues as high as $61. He's been the closer for the most part for the uh, Padres. Picked up he's picked up four saves in his last five outings, which has been impressive. In the month of August, 212 ERA, 15 case and in 17 innings pitched. Everyone's gonna say, Oh, but Josh Hader got a save last week. I watched that live. He was so close from getting yanked again. He came in because a lot of lefties are on the mound, and Martinez has been used a lot, so
2: and yeah, he looked bad yesterday too. take
1: that with a grain of salt is all I'm going to say is I still think it's Nick Martinez's job, like at least like 75 to 80% of the time. So I wouldn't be on uh, Nick Martinez who, if he was available, I was putting bids in for sure. Cause I still believe it's him, not Josh Hader.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So did I, um, I don't know who it is, honestly. I mean, I'm looking at Martinez. So since he joined the bullpen, um, you know, I thought he was really that he'd really been good during, you know, during that period of time. And he has been like, not skills wise, but he's got a 212 ERA. Um, you know, he's got he's been up 28 hits, nine walks, so 37 walks and hits and in 34 innings. So really good there. But, you know, 250 Babbitt, really low home run per fly ball rate you know, which could, could be something that, you know, kind of sticks with him, but only 6.62 Ks per nine, 2.38. I mean, that is all to say, I thought he was the closer. Um, he's looked good from the pitching from the bullpen this year. Um, whether or not he's still the closer or not, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, they've got some good arms in that bullpen. Luis Garcia is good. I mean, Robert um, Suarez uh, I don't. I don't know what he's done the last couple weeks, but when I looked at him a couple weeks ago, he looked really nasty too. So there's there are some arms that they can go to there. It'll be interesting to see who gets that ne- next save opportunity when it's a clear save opportunity. Yeah,
1: it, it, it is interesting. There are options. I think it's Nick's job for now, but uh, anything can happen. And plus, they haven't even been that good to get in with, so it's like maybe just tone it down all around and see and see what takes place in in, in that grand scheme of things. But yeah, we'll see. I think it was a, it was a worthwhile bid this week as long as you weren't going too crazy on the the bidding i tweeted it out saturday night that it's nick gordon week because it is seven right-handed pitchers on the docket for the uh for the twins and even one was garrett cole and i didn't care well that game got rained out on tuesday so i'll have a doubleheader i'm assuming on wednesday so i'll see how that one plays out but nick gordon was added in 51 leagues as high as 41 dollars if you're in my league i've already had him for a while because i'm a sucker for nick gordon right or wrong i don't know but since August 1st, hitting 295 with two homers, three stolen bases, 10 doubles. So, like, the the uh, the production of 20 RBIs for Nick Gordon, just going to throw all that out there, striking out less than 20% of the time. We've talked about him before. The dude can hit. It was just playing time. This was the perfect storm this week. So, what's your thoughts on Nick Gordon?
2: Yeah, I think we talked about him last week, but um, really like a lot. I mean, um, I think the challenge has been the production. Like, he he's done really, really well, but he hasn't necessarily produced. But you look at like, you know, the batting average is really good. He's striking out like, you know, right around league average. But when you're striking out right around league average, you've got a ground ball rate that's under league average. Um, You make, you know, about league average contact. And then your barrel rate, you have 25 barrels for a 10.7% barrel rate. I mean, that's really good. And the thing about those 25 barrels, he's only got six home runs. You know, six home runs in 25 barrels. That's got to be one of the lower rates in the league, honestly. And so if you talk about a guy who we'll see what happens end of the year again, they're, he's getting playing time. I think he'll be really good. But looking towards next year, you know, as a guy who is kind of putting it together, he bulked up a little bit from last year. I know he had some digestive issues that were challenging him health-wise. But one more year away from that, you know, add an, adding a little muscle, you know, um, who knows? I mean, we could be looking at a, you know, 15, 15, uh, type of guy here, um, with a full run of playing time. Uh, if not, you know, potentially a little bit better than that. So yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I, I'm liking what we're seeing. I'm hoping
1: eventually like starting next year, he's a regular player, but uh, we'll see. They might keep tuning in, but the talent's there. Talent's definitely there. Wants a higher, not top, but a higher level prospect. So we'll see how that one pans out for sure. He has money, back in the news here. Picked up in 48 leagues as high as $22. He returned from the IL. Got a couple hits, and he's, he's hit safely in three or four games. He's out for two tonight. It's just been a bad year. Four homers on the year, hitting 205. He's got the OB because That's what he does, but it's just been a horrific season. I dropped him everywhere after the last injury. I didn't even try to pick him up. Toby. I was like, I'm done. If he goes off, he goes off. I can't do it. I'd rather go with Nick Fortes or some other guy. Give me Elias Diaz this week in Coors, something along those lines. I can't do this. He has Monte Grandol thing anymore. Uh, what are your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah. Um, I had some lower level bids on him a couple weeks back in 15 teamers. Uh, God, what a, just a, an absolutely bizarre year uh, for him. Um, the home runs have dried up, you know, the walk rate still there, 12.3%. The strikeout rate is lower than it has been since 2013 for him. You know, he's making a lot of contact. Um, but he's only got the 10 barrels at 4.9%. So you got to think like injuries are probably at play. You know, he is, he is 33, almost 34. But I was interested in him just because, you know, you even though he hasn't played well, like we saw what he did after he came off a ago today, or not today, but like one year ago, like he came off the IL and it was just absolute fire for the rest of the season, like league winner. And, and you're not going to get that at the catching position that often. So it's one of those situations where you just kind of are like, you want to know something? You just got to throw this year out and hope he can regain some of that glory. And, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but I can see why people would have been in on that for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I don't blame anybody. I guess I was just a scorn. We talk about, um, you know, recency bias and all the biases all the time. I just, like, because I was all in on ground all this year. I was in on him last year, and it paid off. And I think what kept me in on him so long this year was last year he started out horrible. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't even just that last run you mentioned. It was like the whole second half of the season. He started just hitting. Like, he was great. He was one of the best catchers in baseball. And I'm thinking, okay, he had a slow start again this year. He'll figure it out. You know, he's banged up, whatever. He hadn't figured it out yet. Now, like you said, could he? Yes, he's just that talented. That whole White Sox team is frustrating when it comes to fantasy. I'm just gonna throw that out there. There's so much talent on that team that just disappoints time and time again. So I don't know. I, I get. I, I agree. I get why people did it. I just I couldn't I couldn't stomach it anymore. Unless like unless like you said, you got him for like a buck or two. Sure, but I wasn't. I, there was zero chance I was spending any high dollars amounts on on just what you're going all this week. Trevor Rogers right. picked picked up in 46 leagues as high as $80. Now this one's fun cuz we know what he can do. It's been a very bad year. Rehab starts were very strong for Trevor Rogers and his return against the Rays, 6 innings, 5 hits, 1 run, 5 strikeouts looked very good. It looked Trevor old version of Trevor Rogers getting swings and misses. Looks good. Are you a believer? Are you back in, Toby?
2: Um am I a believer? I mean, it's hard to say, honestly. Um, uh, I mean, I I can definitely see why people were in on him. I mean, there's reason to believe. I mean, there's so much that's gone wrong this year, right? The 333 Babbitt, the 66% strand rate. You know, um, he's walking a ton of guys, but honestly, like 9.9%. The walk rate isn't all that dramatically different from or like the walk skills aren't all that dramatically different. Um, It's just been kind of the ball falling in and um, the home run rate being much higher. He was at 0.41 last year. So, you know, just a little bit of a little bit of regression from last year coming into play again, he's in a great ballpark. Um, I would be playing him for matchups, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to say it's just, it's just tough to say like after a guy has a season like he's had, You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just really hard to say. He's almost like the Yasmani Grandal starting pitchers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Everyone was in on him. Everyone was in on him, and he just – it was just so hard to watch. It was just so – lost. It's kind of how Blake Snell was a couple years ago. Like, where did this talent go? But at the same time, like Blake Snell, you wouldn't be surprised if he all of a sudden found it again. Like, next year he could be that next year's Robbie Ray. He could go, like, around pick 180 or 200 and return top 50 value once again or something. Like, no one would be surprised by that. So –
2: yeah. And and the one thing I'd say is like, he's a good example of like, this is why it's so hard with younger pitchers, you know? Oh yeah. It's I need like, to see it more than once type thing. Yeah. I mean, he rolls in there and he's got that 0.41 home runs per nine. And then it's like, Oh, well, you know, then the walk rate isn't as scary because of that. But I mean, also the swinging strike rate so high, like everything's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you just never know what's going to happen, you know? You just never I know that's not helpful at all, yeah. but it's just like I want to see it's like th- towards the end of the towards the end of the year did he like did he fade at all like last year? Like was there anything noticeable in that realm for him? Let me see. Let me see where he was at like his last five. So, his Z contact. All right. So like Z contact was at eighty five percent as a five game rolling average ending September twenty eighth. Thirty five five oh zero swing. Now the K rate was at twenty seven percent. Swinging strike rate was down. I mean his swinging strike rate was way down from where it had been previously, but his walk rate was down too. So yeah. it's not like there was any fading towards the back end there. I mean it's just one of those things, man. It's brutal where and he's your what. You know, your sixth round pick, fifth round pick, so you're you're throwing them out there. You know, it you're hurts. putting them out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's either you're like your SP two
1: or he's your SP one. If you waited on pitching, like there's just so many scenarios where that stung in a big, big way. But that happens. That happens. We've all done stuff. Like I've done plenty of that. Don't you worry. But um, it's one of those that I'll still be intrigued on the bounce back. But you, said it, it's when you're taking early pitching, almost early players, but definitely pitching headers You can kind of play with a little more. But early pitching, I need like a pedigree. Like, I need to see mm-hmm. some stuff. Like, I'm I, I, i kind of cautious in my picks. That's how I roll. I know Toby similarly is. Uh, but, like, I need to see if I'm going to put that high pick out there. I need to know you've done it a few times. Like, this is one of the fluke things, especially with pitchers, like you said, is they roll out there, and now t- now other teams have books on these guys. They have a whole offseason to look into this guy. Like, now they know what he's got. Now, maybe he made changes in the offseason for the good or the bad. We don't know. But um, it's it's a different animal than just like this dude came out of the miners with this electric stuff that no one's seen in the bigs, and now you have to try to figure him out. Now they have fed a whole book on him, and that changes a lot uh, in the big league level. So, man, now it's, time, now it's time for Trevor Rogers to change back.
2: What happened now? Imagine being Tyler Rogers, and you pick him up, and you're like, maybe he's the closer now for the Brewers, and Taylor. then Taylor Rogers, Taylor Tyler, Rogers Tyler's on the Giants. T- 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 Tyler. There's too many. There's too many Rogers, but. <laughs> Then he gives up Rogers' neighborhood. Then he gives up four runs in the bottom of the 10th at Coors to lose the game. Who, who with the walk off (laughs) No, it was a three run homer by Randall Grichuk. I was hoping it was going to be like Tolia or that's what I was hoping or something like that. That would
1: have been been great. Oh, wow. Uh, we've got a couple couple more in here before we hit up our, our ads for the week. Bubba Thompson picked up in 43 leagues as high as $31. And like I get why in some 12s he was on the wire, but I'm just curious to the thought process of why we people waited till now. Dude hit 295, 10 stolen bases. Second. This is since he came up August 4th. That's second to only one Jake McCarthy in steals since the all-star break. Uh one Homer. So but we knew you you're getting them for average and, and stolen bases. And he's done that pretty much out the gate. So And he's been hotter of late. I get it. But you, this is what you were going for. So, yes, pick him up. And I'm kind of curious, like, you missed out on probably the best run you're going to get with him. Why are you yeah. going? Like, I'm I just confused on why now, if not before. That's my answer. My question, I guess. Yeah. But uh, what's your thoughts on
2: Bubba Thompson? Yeah, before that, Bubba, you want to know how bad it's gotten for Spencer Torkelson? I think it's sent back down to go over four four Ks. The Angels intentionally walked. Harold Castro <laughs> putting putting the winning the leading the leading run oh, the winning man. the the lead runner the, for the lead whatever you call that thing I can't remember on second base to pitch just to Torkelson and he struck out remember when we saw Torque in the
1: fall league and he was supposed to be the next best thing
2: Oh man! I, think I mean, he's still he, going he he to be, gonna be really good. good he's still yeah, going to be good. It's, just, it's been it's a rough. Just... Oh, because oh, think about it. He
1: he was in the same breath as J. Rod and Wit and all these guy draft season and they've all done what they've done, obviously. And then you got Torque. He's gone back to the minors. He's come back to the bigs. It's just been a back and forth. Like, what happened is is elite the number one overall pick? What happened? That yeah, that's baseball. They're young. It's, anything anything it's it can brutal. change but it's been tough to watch cuz the dude is a hitter. he's a very good hitter, but it's been rough yeah. rough for him. Totally. Totally. Yeah, well, you
2: you you nailed it on Bubba Thompson. I mean, check this out. Dude's hitting 295. Yeah. He's got a 30% strikeout rate. He's got a 4.31 babbitt, but hold up. 57% ground ball rate. 16.7% hard hit rate. But check yeah. this out. He's got a 431 BABIP with an 18.8% infield five ball rate, which is just like That's atrocious. insane. <laughs> so like essentially none of those are hits, right? Yep. So you take that like out of the equation for his BABIP and his Babip's essentially like, it's got to be like well over 500 for balls that he puts in play. His O swings bad. His contact's not even that good. Um Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you've definitely gotten the best out of him, and and but he's doing what you got him to do, right? Exactly. I mean, he's doing what you got him to do, and it's so just like I,
1: I, hope my my sentiments is the nice way I was trying to say is I hope you're not late to the party because yeah. you that, got the average, yeah. you got the steals. Like this is one of those, are you paying for that and you're not going to get it like this? And maybe he still goes off and he gets ten more steals this month. Anything's possible because they're going to play him. Like there's no question, but it's just one of those that feels like, ew like (laughs) that kind of stings a little
2: totally yeah and that's why that's that's totally what i meant when you when you just when you like killed it on that is like this is why like it's not like he's earned any of this right like but you just hope to catch that lightning in a bottle you know and that that's what you've done if you've had bubba thompson and it's glorious it's been
1: great so we'll see hopefully he keeps it going for you but i'm little pessimistic on this one. We'll see how it plays out, though. Nick Prado, he was picked up in uh, 42 leagues as high as $52. He's been playing every day with Vinny P on the IL. But let me tell you, Vinny P is rehabbing and should be back hopefully this week over in games. Uh, Prado hitting 286 with four home runs, striking out nearly 36% of the time. But he's looked a lot better, a lot more comfortable. Another young player that started out slow, started to get it going. This Royals team is going to be a blast going forward. But uh, my only concern is... When Vinny P comes back, Prado wasn't playing every day back then. So how does that play out now? Because Melendez and, and, and uh, is going to be outfield maybe. Salvi catching DH. Maybe they sneak in Vinny P there. They'll make it work, but I'm still curious.
2: Yeah. I mean, excuse me. He's quintessential super low batting average high power guy. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like everything about him screams super low batting average. He's got a 32.5% ground ball rate, which, again, is great for home runs, horrible for BABIP, Um, 53% fly ball rate. Now, it'll be interesting if that line drive rate creeps up a little bit. He's at 36.3% for his K rate. The contact's not good at about 67%, but it's not like – I mean, it's pretty bad, but they also have him projected for about a 32.8% K rate, which – I could see him being serviceable like in that not necessarily Gallo role but that like 220 to 230 guy who over 600 plate appearances can definitely hit, you know, 30 30 home runs. He's got a 14.1% barrel rate, 12 barrels out of 85 batted ball events. You know, so um that that's that's legit. So guy with 30 home run power, you know, going to hit anywhere from 180 to 220 probably for his career if he if he keeps up what he's doing right now. But again, like you're just hoping you get, you're just hoping he faces Lucas Giolito like every game, you know, that's what you're hoping for. But Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting.
1: Like I love Prado's overall future. He's got some power speed, as you mentioned, but I want to see it, like, is he going to revert back to not playing every day? That's my only concern. They shouldn't, they should have him out there all the time. We'll see, but uh, you never know what the Royals and they have Michael Taylor, but hitting fourth and fifth right now. So who knows what they're going to do. Couple more here. Uh, Spencer Steer got picked up, uh, brought up by the uh, Reds to play shortstop because Barrero was not cutting it. Steer picked up in 35's leagues, as high as thirty-four dollars. So he might be a fun one to add later on, and he's got a couple hits in his in his early go here. But in the minors, hitting two seventy-four with twenty-three home runs, a lot of pop, thirty doubles. He's productive, eighty runs scored, seventy-five RBIs, showing some serious promise throughout the minors for the Reds, getting his chance in Great American Small Park for September. Another middle infield option, kind of like if you couldn't get Gunnar Henderson, maybe you get this guy for a buck. Who knows? So what's your thoughts on Spencer Steer, who I think a lot more people might be talking about coming this weekend?
2: Yeah, he was on, he was towards the top of um of lists and 15 teamers. Um, I think I had him right around JD Davis, but I think he he went for a little bit higher. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely really interesting. I mean, even if you if you look at his you know what he's done so far he's got a 90 percent contact rate i mean it's like 20 what is he he's at 12 plate appearances so just take it with a grain of salt but 90 percent contact rate 100 in zone contact rate you know 29.60 swing uh they do have him i mean the bad x has him at 21.5 percent for that k rate 7.7 for the walk rate he's got that one barrel you know in his seven batted ball event so it gives him a outrageously 14.3 barrel percentage. So very small sample, but, you know, he's playing in probably the best hitting ballpark in in all of baseball, maybe outside of Coors. But, like, I mean, there's argument to be made that that uh, Great American Small Park is better, you know, from just a pure hitting and power perspective than Coors is definitely from a power perspective. He's got that. You know, they've got a reason to kind of run him out there and see what he can do they've got a nice little schedule this week. Uh, the, the, um, the Reds do so, you know, playing three games against Chicago is never bad. So yeah, I, I can definitely see it. Uh, he was on my list. Um, intriguing, C- try to catch lightning in a bottle, you know, the you know, the drill.
1: Yeah. Some other guys like Toglia, you mentioned Mike from uh, Colorado, got the call. Corey Dickerson, I was all in on that this week. Seven Rydies, he's been playing yeah. very well of late versus Rydies. That was like a gimme pick to me, and he's already got two or three hits on Tuesday night here. Um, anybody else, like Brendan Donovan, because the, the the Cardinals had a great schedule. Great schedule, Donovan went deep tonight. Um, anybody else you're really looking to target, or do you want to go on to our pickups of the week?
2: Yeah, John Schreiber, uh, Red Sox, looks like he's the closer there. He was my second cool. after uh, Hergit um, in places, and and yeah, I mean he got the he got two saves in a row uh, to finish off the week.
1: He was picked up in 29 leagues for his highest 21, so he'll be available in a lot of leagues next week. So be ready for that yeah. one, folks.
2: Yeah, uh, Lane Thomas has been really crushing really good. it. Yep. Yeah, um, and he had seven games this week, including four, you know, to start the week. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, so those were kind of the uh, some of the other guys that I was that I was after.
1: All right, let's talk about who you got though. Give us some of your fab results for the week. All right.
2: All right, let's see what we got. All right, fab results. Oh, Colton Wong's day-to-day. What the heck? Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, that's what it says. I thought he was just pulled for a lefty. Hopefully it's nothing big. Um, Yeah, so uh, added Eduardo Escobar, dropped Elihuris Montero with uh, Brent Beatty uh, pretty much out for, I think he's out for the rest of the year at least the regular season escobar seems to have be in line for pretty much all those third base starts they've got the pirates for three this week and then they've got um who do they have they've got pirates for three then they've got uh the marlins for three but they're they're missing um sandy so they got cabrera lopez and Lazardo. so still a little tough but the next week they've got the cubs and the pirates um seven games so I expect a little bit of a home run tear from Eduardo Escobar was actually very, very disappointed. He did not hit a home run tonight, but we'll let it slide. Elahiris Montero did hit a home run. So thanks Huris for never playing and hitting a home run after I drop you everywhere. Uh, Jimmy Hergett, I added him, dropped Garrett Whitlock. Whitlock's actually been really good, but it doesn't look like he's going to get saves. Um, you know, he's been coming in in the seventh and pitching two innings. I'm um, kind of a bridge to Barnes or Schreiber. So kind of moved on from him there. Uh, JD Davis, I added three lefties to start the week uh, against the Dodgers. Not the best three lefties to go, but he hit a bomb um, on yesterday. So that was at least nice. Dropped Andrew Benintendi. He's, he's out for the rest of the year, it looks like. I didn't know that when I dropped him, but I think um, Boone had some season. When I saw that, I was like, man, even if. And I don't even know what kind of matchups you're going to get. You're not giving me home runs. Probably. You're not giving me Probably. steals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Am I gone? You just came back. Can you start over, please? You went
1: out like, uh-huh. how?
2: Where did I go out? On and Escobar just- or
1: Benny? At your very first guy at Escobar.
2: At Escobar. I was oh, trying to flag oh. you down the whole time. Well, I'm, I'm looking, at, um, I'm looking at, my, at my picks, unfortunately. I'm not looking at the video right now. So Eduardo Escobar, he's got to run at third base. The Mets have a really nice schedule. They play Pittsburgh, I think, seven times in the next uh, two weeks. They also have the Cubs thrown in there as well. So going with him, Brent Beatty's injured. Hergit was my top closer ad. Dropped Whitlock. That was a little bit of a tough decision, but he hasn't been getting the, cl- he hasn't been getting the um, closer uh, role. Um, you know, he's been pitching the seventh and eighth Added JD Davis, three lefties to start off the week. I think five total this week, um, dropped Andrew Benintendi. He's, he was injured. I didn't know if he was going to be out for the year, but I figured, you know, Boone said something about how he was, uh, he might be back this year. And I moved on from him at that point and then added Elvis Andrews dropped Tony Kemp, uh, $3, $1 backup. Andrews hit that two run bomb. So he's good on my book. Uh, added Dermis Garcia, who's been playing pretty much every day for the A's, has a little bit of pop, dropped Evan Longoria, who has been playing intermittently and not well. And then my ad of the week, Victor Caratini, added him in a bunch of places. I think three of my four big leagues. Uh, because Wilson Contreras is injured. Um, he hit a three run bomb. He's got a beautiful schedule. Um, so those are the guys I added there. Um, I lost out on Corbin Carroll 39 to 39. I'm in this one league, but I'm happy about that because, you know, I missed out on may I missed out on Corbin, but I'm so glad I have so much money to spend the rest of the <laughs> rest of the way. Honestly, like I just feel like I'm in a better place. And I really love the scattershot approach of putting your eggs in a ton of baskets and hoping some of them hit, then really put them on, putting them all in, in one basket, especially for a short amount of time picked up Michael Tolia. He's been playing every day switch hitter in the outfield for the Rockies um, dropped Eli Montero, 16 bucks, $7 backup, uh, added Schreiber, dropped Aovaldi, Ovaldi, $9 bid, $7 backup, added Sam Bouchard, dropped Benintendi, $6, no backup, added Jace Peterson, dropped Aristides Aquino, who gave me that grand slam as a parting gift, um, added Victor Caratini, dropped Robbie Grossman, then we added Jimmy Herget, uh $14, $4 backup, dropped Luis Garcia, added Michael Tolia, dropped Franchi Cordero, added Sean Bouchard, dropped Delahiris Montero, added John Schreiber, dropped Andrew Benintendi. Um, next league, added Jimmy Herget, $16, $6 backup, dropped Zach Davies, who's actually been really good this year, um, but he faces some really tough lineups the next three weeks, so I'm not interested in that. Added Michael Tolia, dropped uh, Nathan Aovaldi, 13 and 5. Added Jace Peterson, dropped Ella Montero, 4. A $1 backup. Added JD Davis, dropped Francie Cordero, 3. No backup. Added Vera, Victor Caratini, $1, zero backup. In my OC, so 12 team league. I really botched it this week, but I added uh, Keston Hura, dropped Jorge Polanco, added Jimmy Hurgit, uh, dropped Reed Detmers. In TGFBI, I added Keston Hira for $22. bucks. runner up of 11, dropped Sir Anthony Dominguez, added John Schreiber, Elias Diaz, dropped Nick Fortez and Luis Garcia. And then finally, in BARF, I added Michael Tolia, dropped Elahiris Montero, added Sean Bouchard, dropped uh, Christopher Morel, added Jack Sawinski, dropped Jorge Polanco, added Giovanni Gallegos, dropped Jonathan Hernandez. Toby churning and
1: burning over there. Love it. Yeah. Love it. In uh, my OC, my first one, added Gunnar Henderson, dropped Brett Beatty. This is why 12 teamers make me laugh. $31 is what I wanted for a runner-up of six for Gunnar Henderson. Remember, he went as high as $800 and something in another league. Um, I got Nick Prado for $4, dropped Derek Hall. I didn't; That was not even my top option there, but that's what I got. Uh, and I added Rafael Montero just for a buck because and now Presley wasn't even back on Tuesday like he's supposed to. We'll see if he's back Wednesday. But as long as Montero's got a chance to close, I'm interested. Dropped the role to Chapman. And then I added Ken Waldachuk, dropped Cutter Crawford. Uh, Waldachuk was like my fourth option there too, but uh, just kind of putting up one $2 bids to see how that one plays out for now. Um, I like the strikeout upside from Waldachuk, so I was kind of putting some bids in on that. Tough matchups this week though, so be ready. He the Braves tomorrow, so not good. Uh, other, next OC grad Corey Dickerson for three dollars. Drop Brad Beatty, runner up of a dollar. Added Jose Suarez. This is one of the leagues I didn't have him forever. Got him for three bucks. Drop Cutter Crawford. I did add Kyle Bradish here. Did not start him. Thank God. Three dollars. Uh, added Nick Prado for two. Drop Kerry Carpenter. So a lot of small winners on that one. Corbin Carroll went for six oh one in that league. Runner up of thirty three dollars. If that makes you feel any better. Um, next OC. Here's the one I told you about, Toby. This is just everybody get your popcorn ready. I got Corbin Carroll for a dollar. Dropped Derek Hall, no runner up bid. Got Emmanuel Rivera. Dropped Tyler Naquin one to zero. Grabbed Rafael Montero. Dropped Joey Gallo one to zero. So that was wow. a fun league. And I got Corbin Carroll for a buck when Gunnar Henderson still went for one hundred and fourteen. Bubba Thompson went for thirty one. Money Margot went for thirty one. Wow. Some of these leagues, Toby.
2: Some of these leagues. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I had no chance. I had like barely any money, so I just put a bunch of one dollar bids in there. So I keep them honest. Yeah, shocked. Fascinating. Um, in my last OC, the one where I had the most money left, got Gunnar Henderson for 37, dropped Jared Walsh, runner up a six, added Corbin Carroll, dropped Brett Beatty, 37 to seven, added Nick Gordon, dropped Kerry Carpenter, 12 to one, added Pete Fairbanks, dropped Cutter Crawford, three to, to zero, added Nick Martinez, dropped Derek Hall, three to two. So I had extra money to spend. I want to make sure I got some of those bats I wanted and paid a little extra for them. Uh, one of my OCQs doo, 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 got Clay Holmes, dropped Aaron Savali, 12 to two. Added Corey Dickerson, dropped Brandon Belt. Added Emmanuel Rivera, dropped Cutter Crawford. Added Rafael Montero, dropped Nate Evaldi. Uh Barf, 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 barf. As we're battling near the top every game, a bunch of one dollar bids because everyone outbid me. Emmanuel Rivera for a buck. Evan Longoria for a buck. AJ Puck for a buck. Kyle Bradish for a buck. So that was my week in a nutshell there because didn't have as much money as everybody else. And TGFBI. Corey Dickerson dropped Brett Beatty four to zero. Nick Car- or Nick Prado for three bucks. Jacob Junis for a dollar. Dropped Alex Wood, Luis Patino, and his two step for a buck as well. So, a lot of small bids for the week. Nothing super crazy on on all of it. As uh, a couple big ones in the leagues, I had, but a lot of one, two, three dollar bids. That's where we're at right now. And so, it's not always my top priorities. Like I didn't want Kyle Bradish, but I also understood talent could be there. So he's like my fourth or fifth guy in the queue. That's where the dice landed this week. So uh, that's the breaks this time of the year. All right. We have two listener questions for us here. First off, our buddy, Dave Petroziello, he's got one for us. And he says, so I thought I could skimp a bit on pitching in the main after taking Cole and Alcantara. I realize even with those two, I should have got at least one more starter in the top 100. As such, I'm kind of skimpy now. This week I dumped Savali and Plesak and Pepio, and I got the three guys half I wanted in Wallachuk Assad and Adrian Martinez. How viable are they? And I know Waldichuk has an unfortunate matchup with the Braves this week, but at least it's in Oakland. So, how do you like the outlooks of Waldechuk, Assad, and Adrian Martinez? Is the question.
2: Oh, um, famous last words are always, I thought I had enough pitching in the main event. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Assad has a 1.6 whip, uh, six strikeouts in 10 innings. A zero percent K minus walk. I mean, actually, the Z contact at seventy six point seven isn't is pretty good. Ten point two percent swinging strike rate, but um, his K K per nine and walk per nine are are the same at five point four. He's got a ninety four percent strand rate. So I imagine like six or seven earned runs in his next start, whenever that is. Although maybe he already pitched. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think it looks good for Assad. Um, Wal- Walderschuck Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yes. You can, you can hear me, but I can't hear you now. Um, Lovely. All right, there we go. Now I can hear you. You can hear me? Beautiful. Wow. We're, we're um, almost done. We're almost there, guys. Almost there. Uh, how do you spell Walderchuck? K-K-K
1: strikeout, strikeout, K-K strikeout.
2: How is that? Really I don't though?
1: know. It's W-A-L-D-R-I-C-H-U-C-K, I think. Just guessing.
2: Oh, Walderchuck. Ken Walderchuck. Did he throw today?
1: No, he throws tomorrow. Cole Irvin threw today.
2: Uh, Waldachuk. Waldachuk has a 1.93 whip, uh, 17.4% walk rate, but I will say the first pitch strike rate is really good. The zone percentage is fine and the O swing is better than league average. So that's just really bad luck. Um, so I'd much prefer Waldachuk. Um, yeah, I'd much, much, much prefer Waldachuk based on everything I'm looking for. Um, at uh, compared to Assad, he actually looks like he could be a a decent um, a decent pitcher here. That makes um, me feel that makes me feel better for the moves I made. Yeah, and then uh, what's the other Waldachuk, and who's the last guy?
1: Give me a second. I just got rid of it. This is a great show we got going on here. I um, know
2: this is only the highest quality here. Yep. I'm um, Bubba in the backflip. Me going in and out of reception, uh, keeping you on that. Seat cliffhangers. Yeah, left it's right.
1: cliffhangers left and right. Now I can't even freaking. There's there's Dave. Let me find his 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 answer here for us. Was so you have Waldachuk, Assad and uh, Martinez of Oakland. Okay. Adrian Martinez, Adrian,
2: I believe.
1: Adrian, yeah, yes, Adrian um,
2: Martinez. Adrian Martinez. Mm, I mean, he's fine. He looks fine. Yeah, Um fine. Like you know. Yeah, I mean, he's got like a 12.2% key-minus walk. He's got an 11.7 swing and strike, which is nice. 32.20 swing, which is nice. 84.6 Z contact, which is nice. Um, so that's all. That's it's all nice. He's good. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think that's fine. And maybe, yeah, he's, well, maybe he's even getting better. Well, the Chuck's the guy.
1: That's the guy I'm, I'm planting my flag on. Just Hopefully right. Hopefully the Braves don't beat him up too bad, or if they do, he's getting him for real cheap next week because I like the strikeout upside from the kid. So that's where I'm going. I like it. Joe G. He's got a question for us here. Probably going to drop Brandon Rogers very soon. Only six more home games after this week and been very cold. Who to pick up? Luis Garcia of the Nats, Luis Rangifo, Spencer Steer, Ketel Marte. I'm guessing that's who he said. Mixed Roto. Home runs and RBIs are needed. Say that one more time. Luis Garcia of the Nats, Luis Rangifo, Spencer Steer, Ketel Marte. I'd say Steer or Marte.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Ketel Marte, but I'd say steer Marte as well. I mean, Rengifo has been playing really well and the power is up and he hits in the middle of the lineup. So, but I think he's also been injured a little bit. So, you know, it's like, I don't think he actually has that much power, but he's on a little bit of a run. Uh, Luis Garcia, I just, there's just not a lot there. I don't think at yeah. least at this point, there's some batting average, but not going to be a lot of RBI, probably not many home runs the rest of the way. I'd be I'd be glad if I got two. Yep, I'm with
1: you. I think steer in Great American Small Park is very enticing, but Catell's the dude you want. If he's out there in your league, that'd be the the option A for sure. All right, Toby. We're gonna wrap it up there. Another fun Phil Fab recap, week twenty three in the books, about a month four,
2: four periods to go. Thoughts. Thoughts, Toby. Yeah. Apologies for all the the technical difficulties. Um, I hope that wasn't too annoying for people, but um, we're, we're trying our best. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, But yeah, those of you on the West coast stay cool. I mean, it's, it's gnarly out there right now and uh, best of luck on all your teams.
1: Yep, should be a fun one. Enjoy it. Uh, hopefully your pitchers don't get shelled or get the bullpen to shell for you as we experience live on air. Hopefully Jake McCarthy breaks the stolen base record for the second half of the season and all kinds of more fun stuff. Like Nick Gordon, Corey Dickerson, C. Dick Dong. I want to see that this week. So let's make it happen. Check out Toby on Twitter at Batflip Crazy. I'm at Bdentric. We'll be back with you guys next week with another edition of Bubba and the Batflip. Catch you all later.